0: Welcome to a Nerdy Bunch presentation of Back to the Feature. We are the collective known as the Cosmic Trio. We traverse the space-time continuum watching movies 20 years or older. And I'm your host, English Dave. In helping me teach a time-traveling robot 90s slang are my co-hosts, Raven and Rocket Mike. What's up, guys?
1: What up, Dave?
0: What's up? Um, you know, there's a funny moment at the end of Terminator 1 where Sarah Connor talks about the, the, she talks about the paradox of the fact that She gave birth to her future son through his future best friend and how that's an ongoing cycle that would make your head trip. I feel like that's what this podcast is to us because this is the second time we've been doing this. (laughs) So I feel like we've gone through a time travel wormhole, created our own paradox where we'll be forever doing this podcast (laughs) over and over again. (laughs) It's it's no surprise that this will always
2: be the one we know inside and out. Right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like any any random event where there's a Terminator trivia. There's no chance that you don't even show up. All right, you see us in yes. the room, walk away,
1: turn around. This it's not
2: gonna happen. Yeah. If you see a team known as a Cosmic Trio on that trivia list, you ain't Just ready. walk away. Just I'll know come right needs. up to you. As for your jacket, your boots, and your bike, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, try to shoot me. It's not gonna work. Exactly. Right. Snatch it right out of your
0: hand.
1: Exactly.
0: We are here to talk about Terminator 2, Judgment Day. As you, if you haven't figured that out already. Uh, directed by James Cameron, who would return uh, to direct this film. It was like, what, seven years between the two films? I think it was, yeah. yeah I pretty yeah. sure it was about around... So, at least five. When, yeah. This came out in yeah, 91. Because the first one was 84.
1: Yeah, so about six, seven years, seven years. Ago. There you yeah. go. This one was 91. But
0: it's 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 a... Though it's a it's a it's one of those random seven year gaps that is still bigger than it is because it was also a change of a decade, you know, yeah. eighty four to ninety one. It sounds like only seven years, but I'm sure like the but world changed like a lot.
1: Dead smack in the middle of both you know eras. Yeah, exactly. Eighties films, yeah, nineties films.
0: <laughs> um, Arnold Schwarzenegger returned as the Terminator this time, playing the good guy role, reversing everything. And at the time, I'm sure that was a huge deal. Like, oh, he's the good guy now. I'm sure the marketing trailers kind of put that like, at first he was the bad guy. This time he's the good guy. That's probably um, exactly what happened. It is. <laughs> and I'm, I guarantee, I guarantee they used a the clip when he was like, I'll be back. <laughs> this time he is. Um, <laughs> as well. He's introducing. He okay, sorry. And this movie introduced. We finally got to see the young John Connor that we've been talking about, a young Edward Furlong, or at the time, Eddie Furlong. This was one of his uh, first acting, big acting gigs. In fact, he had to have an acting coach on set at the time. Uh, Also, Robert Patrick as the T-1000. James Cameron has said that when he was looking for um, uh, uh, the antagonist, if he sees the T-100 a Schwarzenegger as a tank, he wanted the opposition to be more like a Ferrari, a sports car. And uh, I think Robert Patrick has that look too.
1: Well, actually, um, I ended up watching the, the casting of Robert Patrick and, uh, well, what James Cameron had told his casting directors or whatever, he was looking for someone with the physique similar to a dancer, how he wanted somebody that was really, mm. really strong and really muscular, but a completely polar opposite body structure to Arnold, but a structure that still shows power. So that's how they ended up with, uh. Robert Patrick. And at his, um, at his what's the name audition, he kind of was just doing this like eye thing. And it looked like he was scanning the room. The casting director was like, I don't know what that thing is. I don't know what it is, but keep doing that. I like that. And he kept <laughs> doing it. And then James Cameron <laughs> met him and they were like, no, this is perfect. Let's get this guy on here. And he ended up in the movie.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. he
1: wasn't oh, really wow. in anything like, he wasn't very well known before this, you know, so. And they also yeah. wanted somebody that wasn't too well known so that people could, Kind of make up their mind as they watched about how they felt about him instead of having like a preconceived notion going in. That's true.
2: Right. So in a way, um, he kind this... of created and molded the character itself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like they, what they once want. they saw you him, you can really kind tell the that.
1: way that he acted. And plus, he was one of the first people that got cast, obviously, other than Arnold and uh, the return characters. He was one of the first people casted because there were so many CG elements. That they were gonna have to figure out and you know so they needed him mm. earlier on before anybody oh, really so they could start doing the masking mm. and the body yeah. um body doubles and stuff
3: mm.
1: there you go
0: um I Mike it. I think you mentioned this before this is one of those movies that didn't really have like a huge story into how it came together it was just like we need another movie Let's oh, do it. man it wasn't was... wasn't Arnold the Arnold a big yeah
2: he, he was a huge advocate for having it being pushed forward as soon as possible as soon as they wrapped the first movie <laughs> he was like oh, let's do another come on and so all right that's that's, that's as far as i do I, I, I can this is this could be just a podcast full of arnold schwarzenegger impressions this is not going to happen today
1: it's fine it'll seem like we got to hit <laughs> maybe anyone. never again
2: okay yeah all right um <laughs> but uh yeah it was uh, basically the rights to um Terminator was split between two production companies uh, that also funded the first one. So they were basically, uh, just to sum it up, one, uh, Hendale was actually bought out by well, another one called Carloco. And so with uh, Carloco and Arnold pretty much coming to the meeting, and obviously this, I'm sure this guy was very intimidating in the room. He's like, you can make another now. All right, so... <laughs> <laughs> they're like all right let's just settle this with money and so we'll just we'll we'll just buy them out and uh that's all that that's all that took it was a 5 million dollar deal and uh they just left it be and so ever since they got all the rights they uh were afraid to fast track making T2 uh, $5 million? and uh yeah yeah that's all it's well they were already kind of going under they were uh from what i heard oh okay like they uh, sold the rights kind of thing get an exit you know strategy going so this God, was the yeah, perfect okay. opportunity they had something still valuable that people wanted and they're like all right you want this we'll buy it and we'll leave um moving on though going back to actually casting uh with edward furlong it was uh apparently out of i don't know how they found um the name robert but uh for this kid, they went out of had to find someone that was like out of, like, a thousand kids, as I'm sure these things often do. But they, I guess they were really after about finding a new name, too. But they also wanted, like, in the same way that they needed somebody that was going to be a different body size than Arnold, which is, I guess, hard to replicate, too. Uh, they wanted something that was, like, a more smaller framed, you know, exact polar opposite to Arnold. Kind of like a, what ended up kind of being is, like, Leon the Professional, you know? You think about, or like Iron Giant. Yeah. Which I'm sure it's more closer to Mm -hmm. Iron Giant, really. You know, they just Mm -hmm. wanted that kind of like picturesque thing going. Yeah, yeah, that's all it really took to get the movie going. It was not a lot of, uh, you know, big secrets. It's just like, yeah, the first one was great. Let's do another one. More money, you know?
1: Yeah, apparently it took a little while for um, Edward Furlong to uh, adjust to being around Arnold Schwarzenegger in real life. Cause like you know the kid he's a kid, <laughs> you know.
3: Yeah. He
1: grew up watching all of the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, so naturally you meet Arnold Schwarzenegger, Now's movie, your life, you're gonna kid. flip out, you know. Yeah. So um, Arnold had actually had an interview where he was talking about, you know, the first couple of days on set. You know, Edward was definitely treating him like, an, an a famous actor, you know, and like because sure. of that, kind of showed in his scenes like he wasn't fully acting or whatever because he was kind of nervous. So um. Arnold Schwarzenegger went out of his way to, um, you know, be more friendly and be softer. So, like, there's actually deleted scenes and stuff. Well, not deleted scenes, but there's behind-the-scenes footage, actually. Big-ass Arnold Schwarzenegger playing patty cake with Edward Furlong and stuff between
3: <laughs> scenes.
1: But he says it. He's like, you know, it was important for me to create, you know, almost like a big brother kind of dynamic mm-hmm. with him because, right. you know, he needed to see me just as another actor and not as you know Arnold Schwarzenegger so um, he was like after a couple mm-hmm. of days and him joking around with him and stuff he was like you know he he really opened up to me and his acting was a lot better because they had the acting coach on set too so between mm-hmm. those two things he was like towards the end of the film you could tell there's certain scenes that like his acting is significantly better or their chemistry is significantly better because like he went out of his way and, to, like, and that chemistry was needed it was
0: yeah because especially the like narrative the is about that right um,
1: You know when they went to not the bunker but when they went to uh meet up with friends um you know to look at weapons and stuff i felt like that whole scene kind of really all made sense like it all coming together you know like i felt like we really truly understood the bond that they had beyond just you know rescuing one another
0: Uh no true true true. the film came out on july 3rd 1991 so i guess it was a fourth of july weekend film on a budget of estimated between 94 and 102 million dollars and it would go on to make 570 million dollars and this is a movie that also we're going to later kind of made huge strides in visual effects for film It, it broke certain records um it opened certain doorways and and as you all know james cameron would go on to focusing a lot on technologies and things like that and i think this film a lot of the stuff that he's he's doing with avatar and all that stuff started with this film i think this is where he fell in love with using tech utilizing technology to further film let's get into our usual opening where we talk about our personal history with this film like most people i'm sure all of us going to say the same thing terminator 2 is the movie that most people think is the first film and then you realize oh no there's a movie before that so i'm going to start with you mike was this your first terminator film and how was it revisiting it
2: this was i think i saw this when like around the time came out like maybe like you know, like 10 or 11. So um, I only ever really remembered this one. It's I think a lot, like a lot of us, we forgot there was a first movie and mm-hmm. we're like, okay, yeah, this is just good as it is. I'm like, oh my God, there's
0: a prequel. What? Um, <laughs> how did,
2: when did they make this? What a surprise. Thank you. So well, how,
0: H- Arnold looks younger in this prequel. Well, yeah, wow.
2: this is, <laughs> guys are uh, really stepping up again. was this? Um, but I, I, of course, it's the more actiony and you you see Arnold as the good guy like you see in most of his movies. So it all just kind of made perfect sense to assume that this was it. This was the Terminator, the Terminator movie, which is still kind of okay. is because I've yet to really, you know, the new one seemed OK and the better production and all. But I just this one still goes down. It's my favorite. It, it's hard not to love it, you know. Yeah, but yeah revisiting it same feelings love it it's always fun and you, you pick up little bits you know here and there that made more sense now seeing the first one uh, uh-huh. and so you now I understand like why Sarah Connor flips out when she's in the middle of her escape and I'm like yeah I thought he was just a scary dude and you know intimidating but it's like oh yeah she's the reason why she's there and uh-huh. it's that the, you find out like all her story it makes more sense knowing it so much more
3: uh yeah mm-hmm.
0: this, no um i think we'll to take it. i think you're right i think uh, the movie what it is also i think the second film does a very good job of getting us up to speed with what's going on because it does exposition really well without kind of feeling like exposition you know so like by the time we get to certain moments we understand the fears we understand the worries you understand the stakes even though we don't have the specific reasons i think it's he does a good job of that in this film raven what was your first time watching this film and how is it revisiting it
1: i don't really remember watching it the first time but i think it used to come on like the wb on like saturdays and it was like a double feature kind of thing because i feel like both of the movies came on for me like i don't i kind of remember them as one movie so i was always confused like which one was which i'm like is he a good a good guy or a bad guy so i definitely uh helped going back and watching the first one and being able to differentiate the two movies now. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, like Mike said, I I absolutely loved the second movie growing up. I think we all did, you know. You know, you had the Terminator. Everybody thought the Terminator was cool. You know, the T-1000 was super scary and he became this melty thing and he was, like, indestructible and just this lean guy, which we'd never really seen, you know. So I felt like... um, you know, it was just exciting. I remember the second movie just being like a really fun action film more than anything. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just it just being badass. I didn't really fully understand everything like I did. I got the gist of it. But I think, you know, going back and watching that first movie and then watching the second one, the whole story makes so much more sense now.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. when I was
1: a kid, I just remember it was so action, you know? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, I I I agree. I think it's one of those movies that, you know, it's funny, especially in the eighties and nineties. You realize that because this is an R rated film, yet they made kids' toys for it. <laughs> like, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, every kid I know was watching this movie. I don't know anybody that didn't. So you had like the Terminator toys. I had the Terminator action figure, you know, like things like that. I'm like, why was it an action figure for an R-rated film?
1: Weren't they like selling the toys in Burger King Happy Meals and shit? I think they had, I think they had <laughs> Happy
0: Meal toys.
2: For kids, it's really disturbing. These things are terrifying. What the hell is it doing in my fries? What the fuck?
1: <laughs> you pull out like this fucking muscular dude with a rifle. <laughs> like, oh, look, at the, look who's in my Happy Meal. Look at this toy, Mom like worse than a GI joke.
0: Should be a Happy Meal toy of the like the 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 burnt kids from the nuclear Bunch of fire. Oh my god! Out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See him tearing off his well, skin sleeve. Pulling skulls out the fries. Thank yeah. you. Right, or, or like burnt Sarah Connor holding onto the onto <laughs> the fence. <This> is <laughs> Collector's item. Get
1: them all. <laughs> there's like six different things one of them is oh Burt Sarah Connor holding on to the fence, another one is like Melty T-1000 it's
3: awesome,
1: right. with the
0: different heads yeah. definitely for kids Look, can I tell you what I would have there <laughs> I would have a replica of the T-800 t, the t-, what? t- doing the thumbs up oh. The oh that arm. one's
2: awesome
1: that'd, that'd be
3: good
1: I'll have just the arm, the thumb, and the lava I'm good
0: yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just the lava. You see, just the, coming the out lava of my desk. just off oh. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like okay. it lights up. The lava lights up.
1: Yeah, exactly. That would be my <laughs> night lamp. Soothing. <laughs> um
0: all right, let's go to the film itself. Uh I mean granted we all still really enjoyed this film, I'm pretty sure. This film's still it's still the shit. I don't care what anybody says. And Mike, fun fact, definitely check out the new film. I would say it's a lot better than you realise. I think People yeah, the new film is it.
1: actually really good. It's my second favorite now. Actually, I don't know. Like, yeah.
0: it's actually really good. Okay.
1: One, two, and the new one are my favorites in that order. Like, yes.
0: <laughs> yes. It's, it it's makes actually, sense. It's actually a good close. the actually, yes. Because the new one reminds you that it's Sarah Connor's story. Especially as you've watched the, the first two again, going to the third one, the new third one, makes more sense. There's a lot of people who had issues with it because it doesn't focus on John Connor. But I'm like, that's it's always been part. Sarah's story, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, all right, let's go into the film itself. Uh, as the first film, we start with a prologue. We see LA 2029, similar to Terminator 1, but with a bigger budget this time. It was almost like an extended there was actual real people of that in same scene.
1: They put people, not just skulls.
0: Crushing <laughs> <laughs> skulls. Yeah, and we get a recap of the first film, telling us we get hear Sarah Connor's voice. Telling us about the Terminator coming to capture a blah 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 blah, and we see the stakes, and then we hear the see the title sequence once again. Even though it was in the 90s, they're still going with the 80s aesthetic of the epic music. Da, na, na. Oh, it was so up, da, na, upgraded da, na, na. from the first one. <laughs> so epic, <And> just like <laughs> slamming that steel. Da, 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 da. Raven, I feel like you have mentioned before that it, it felt it was almost like a skinamax.
3: Yeah,
0: uh, oh, for
1: sure. There's definitely moments that it feels like a Skin Max film. Like, you're just waiting for somebody to come in like, I'm going to terminate the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so, he's what like, like, what's about to the happen here? Wait a minute. Dead up.
0: up. What I like about the title sequence as well, though, is that it didn't fall under the trap of a lot of 80s and even 90s sci-fi that would have sci-fi sounding music you know no. even though some of the score has synthesizers the inch the actual main song doesn't have sci-fi sounding music. it sounds more fantasy than anything else you know except the only thing that's really sci-fi and that's because we have context is the slamming of the metal like mike mentioned But that's because we we're thinking okay the, they are machines that yeah you know yeah Which i like really that like, sound um, ting 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 yeah, right. <laughs> I'm
2: like yeah, fuck it's not that. very threatening.
0: <laughs> ting, ting. <laughs> what the hell's coming at me? <laughs> Just like the first film, if you didn't know, uh, you'd think it's the villain. The T eight hundred arrives almost the same, but this time he has better eyesight because the red visuals that he has are so much clearer than the first film. <laughs> which I always thought, again, I always thought you're a cyborg. Eyesight. Your vision should be amazing. Yeah, like why is your eyesight all red? For one, like, yeah. <laughs> it's not like it's easy. Program uh, colors. Right. Um, we get the one of the most famous scenes. I would say this is arguably a famous scene in film as as a whole. When he goes to the pool hall and he wants to close your boots on your motorcycle. And uh, he does a cigar burn, all that kind of stuff. Was that cigar burn real? I wonder if that's a real burn he took that paint.
2: That's a good question. Because everything, <laughs> I'm like, that looked
0: pretty real. But I'm
2: sure they've actually just made a molding yeah. of that. Yeah, I'm like, pretty I, I don't think. This guy's making a lot of money. He's like, why the fuck would I do that? Yeah, because, for
1: example, even, like, the gunshots, every time they shoot the T-1000, you know how that, like, aluminum kind of thing comes yeah. out? Those are uh-huh. actual pop-outs. Oh,
2: my God. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, those are on timers. Uh, so, like, they go hard, to man. shoot, and then it literally bursts out of his shirt. So there's probably some insane way that they figured out that damn cigarette burn. <laughs> 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 like,
0: um yeah to this moment also gives us a lot of um visual cues for things that would be like really significant so one his shotgun this way he gets a shotgun steals it off the old man who if this guy just took out this biker people and they walk out you're going to come out with your shotgun and say sorry son i can't let you take his bike like what are you going to do he's got just a gun not right, though. Oh. he says
1: it's also just like, bro, I'm sorry, but your friend set himself up for that. If My friend talk mad shit and get beat up like that. You just got to get beat up, bro. You should have learned.
3: Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't got your back. That. that was you. That's <laughs> like, your own journey. Now. I'm not about to die. That's
1: right? crazy. Like, nah, you had mad man. times to get out of that situation right. and you just didn't. That ain't on me now.
0: We also get the sunglasses. He takes the sunglasses from the old man, puts them on. I like to think, because, you know, I used to always have a problem with that sunglasses moment. Because I'm like, why would it take a pair of sunglasses? This is a, I don't like jokes for the sake of jokes. But oh. then watching the movie again, I realized, wait, John programmed him and oh, sent yeah. him back. He, I can imagine John programming him to put on sunglasses. It's like a sure. little bit cooler. Yeah, right. Especially when you see what young John is like. We also cut to the T-1000 arriving again. We don't know at this point who the good guy or the bad guy is if he didn't know. He's a cop. He looks normal. He doesn't look as menacing, at least by comparison. And uh, he's looking for John. This is where we're introduced to John's life as well. We see him with his foster parents because, of course, he's not with his mother. What happened to her? We cut to we see Sarah in a hospital. And through exposition, we find out that uh, Sarah had been captured because she was trying to tell the world about all this shit. So people think that she's crazy. She's been here for a while. She wants to see her son. And she says to the doctor, "You promised me that uh, if I act normal, you let me see my son." The doctor doesn't believe her, and uh, he's right. She attacks out of frustration, and she's put <laughs> to sleep.
2: Right. <laughs> do the same thing. I mean,
0: yeah, I, yeah,
1: but I mean, he's an idiot. Yeah, we because... yeah, said like,
2: ah, we'll try it back again in six <laughs> months. That's the thing. Right? He's Because
1: <laughs> you. all you had to do was like let her go, man. Why? <laughs> Like, I mean, if you're telling me I'm stuck here no matter what, I'm going to fuck you up too. Like, that's something you got to be like, um, you know, I'll evaluate and I'll let you know. So you could at least make it out the room safe. <laughs>
0: I'm going
1: to try to kill you, bro. You just lied to me. Like, there's no way. If you thought she was unstable before.
0: I'm just saying is the scene opens with her saying to her, and how's the knee? So I'm like, <laughs> so last week you probably tried to... <laughs> <laughs> yep so now you're trying to tell me that <laughs> yeah in the span of a week oh everything's better now she gets a lot done you know right we see though I, I like the first shot of sarah there doing those pull-ups i was like
1: damn yeah like
0: <laughs> what do you was plus because it's that. it's such a it's such a great opening shot for the character because compared to the first film right where we see her this happy waitress with a big 80s hair this time her hair is like Tied up, she's doing all this pull up, she's sweating, she's got like these jacked arms. It's such a contrasting character difference, and I think that's such a great introduction, -introduction reintroduction to a character. Also, Linda
1: Hamilton's acting, just wow. In this movie, I feel like like, one was I, but two, like Judgment Day, Linda Hamilton, wow.
2: She's been through some shit.
1: Like yeah. wow. Especially being like she does a she does almost all of like she does a lot of her own stunts in this movie. I don't mm-hmm. want to say all, but she does a mm-hmm. very significant amount of her own stunts. And uh it's pretty I mean, dope even talking about she just learned so many skills, like in real life yeah. to do this film. Like things that she didn't mm-hmm. have to do, like she picks that lock in real life. But mm-hmm. we'll get what? to that later. Nice,
0: nice. I yeah, that yeah,
1: that's shit. that's real life. And that's real time. That's how long it really took her. Pretty dope. I don't trust her anymore. Okay,
2: <laughs> she can bust her way out of fucking. She's, she's gonna come find me now at my house.
1: Yeah, she's not really the one to fuck with.
0: Okay, <laughs> you're
1: like good to know.
0: <laughs> you talk about her range. I think that scene when she's talking to the doctor is a great example of that range because you see her being very calm and quiet at first. You know, we see that recording of her screaming, "You're all gonna die." You know, and then and then when she gets act- doesn't get her way, and she snaps. You that you know. In one scene, going from very calm to snapping, it's not easy without being without overdoing it. Mike, I'm sure you can yeah. understand that. You know, like some people can overdo that. Sometimes it's hard being not make it seem natural, gradual. But it calls for it, you know. Yeah. yeah, I think she does a great great job of that. um Meanwhile, the T1000 gets a picture of John because why not? Why if a police officer came to my door and say, "Hey, your son, who's always rowdy, I'm looking for him. Do you have a picture?" Sure, here, take this picture. Especially because the foster parents didn't really care, I guess.
1: Yeah, they don't give a shit. He's a nuisance.
0: They didn't. And they, had,
2: they even shared the information that there was, oh, there was a guy <laughs> looking for him on a bike, you know. And of <laughs> see, course, that's the one. <laughs> they're not going to trust him. You see this big brute coming up with like a you know, leather jacket and riding on a motorcycle. He's like, where's your boy? I'm like, I'm not fucking telling you. But then the. Yeah, I'll be mad man,
1: confused. Like, I don't have no boy, bro.
2: But then T-1000, you also see the uh, the advancement in the, the AI itself is that they have a little bit more personality and he's actually mm-hmm. show he can actually smile <laughs> in this mm-hmm, one. He mm-hmm, can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, okay, yeah, it's more trustworthy.
0: Authority <laughs> it's figure. It's funny that you say he can actually smile. I just realized what you did there because later on the film, the Terminator can't smile. <laughs> <just Yeah>. smile. <laughs> he tries to smile. It's just a T thing. Try. <laughs> it seems but that's the thing it's little touches like that that make the film great it's you know like the fact that this one can smile and the other one later on we, when john's trying to teach him to smile he's just gives this awkward look yeah it's just those little touches that kind of make the film so much better the more you watch it um We see a bit of John's skills because, you know, we know that he's going to be some great lead and he's good with technology. He's the one that hacks the T-800 to send it back in time to protect him.
1: Bro, back in the day, hacking was so easy. Why didn't I know how to do that shit? (laughs) Damn it, mom. Also, I didn't
2: think about that the first time I saw it. I'm just kind of like, that was, every kid was doing this, I guess. Shit. (laughs) It's also funny because
1: it's like typical kid. Because I'm thinking, yo, he got $400. $400 changed my life right now. So I can't imagine in the 90s. He goes straight to the arcade. <laughs> I was like,
0: arcade. he's a kid. <laughs> like, Shit, I would kid. have done the same thing. I would have <laughs> done the same thing.
1: Except I maybe also would have stopped at the diner on the way. And that's probably yeah. the only difference. But I'm like, $400 at an arcade? If you're not top three in every game, then you're a failure.
2: <laughs> Buying the machine at that point. Like, what are you doing?
0: Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm pretty sure John is probably number one in all these games. though. I'm pretty sure like he he he's has to be. He's gamer.
1: dropping four hundred dollars a day. Yeah. <laughs> he's got unlimited continues, um, yo. He better be the best
2: guy. Who that? Loves that kid. Like I don't know what you're doing, but come on back. This has never been better, better man. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. This is all you. I don't know what you're your doing for to, me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> we get some exposition, John talking to his friend about how he knows these things. He's like, oh, his mom taught him how to hack into things. And so this is our first of many moments where we, we get this realization that John didn't have a regular childhood. And, and uh, he knows certain things that regular children don't know. But then we're introduced to uh, Cyberdyne and Miles Dyson. And we find out that after the events of Terminator 1, one of the reasons why everyone thinks Sarah is crazy. And this is something I didn't pick up on before. Is that all evidence from the first film was taken away by a company known as Cyberdyne, and we find out that some of the people working on this didn't ask any questions. Miles Dyson says, "I didn't ask any questions about it. I just worked on it," which would be something that would come to a bite him in the butt. You know, some scientists Poor don't guy, ask questions. Like, that's a problem. Damn. Hey, Poor I'm I, just, I'm man. I, I don't feel sorry for him. I don't feel as sorry for him because, as a scientist, I feel like there's certain things you should ask when you work with things. You know, again, the introduction is when the guy says, hey, where did we get this from? This is crazy tech. And he's like, just do what I do when I first came. Don't ask. Hmm. So you were working on super high advanced technology and you thought, let me not ask where it comes from.
1: I mean, he's probably paid not to ask. Did you see his house? You're not uh, asking questions.
0: Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. but Either way, if a job, if someone gives you a job and says, don't ask questions. You know one day that's going to come back and bite you.
1: You know how this is getting gonna, like, any,
0: <laughs> It's like, you're going to just do this job. We're going to pay you. Ask zero questions. I
1: mean, but are you thinking... I'm just uh... thinking... You know, a future robot is gonna kick your door in and hold your family at gunpoint. Like no one's thinking that. <laughs>
0: yeah, but you're not thinking that, but you're yeah. still thinking. I'd still think, okay, this is highly advanced technology. Did you steal it from another company? Someone could come and ask me about that. It might not be in a, a robot from if my the future, name but the
1: only one connected to the project, right? And just, and right. Apparently people could just they... Google me or whatever, and look me up in the phone book, right? <laughs> like
0: they ain't even have Google. And the thing is, you are a scientist yourself, right? You're not an average person. And you're saying, wow, this is super advanced technology. Like, you you should question certain things, you know, <laughs> even if you don't think it's <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> should I ask some questions. We also see the arm as well. He brings out the arm. I want one of those arms on display the metal robot arm. Yeah, I think it's right? pretty cool. So awesome. uh, we go to the Galleria where we see John uh, playing his arcades, and he has a really good friend who gives him a heads up. I, I think that was a good friend moments ago. Yeah, I don't know that friend. kid. Yeah, right?
2: both times. He even got in front of him when right? he finally was after him. It's like, yeah, I think I saw right? you over there.
1: Like, he was like, do you you know kid named John? And he was like, hmm? Saw the picture and everything. Nah, never <laughs> seen it. Didn't flinch. Him. <laughs> never flinch.
0: <laughs> no, didn't flinch. <laughs>
1: yeah, like not even didn't yeah, even blink. He just instantly like rolled off the tongue. I don't know, man. Walked right? away. Yo, didn't John, was... get out of here, bro. <laughs>
2: like, yeah, right. He's been in juvie a couple times and no snitching.
1: Yeah, that kid, he knows the law.
0: <laughs> like he jumps he jumps in front of the car. Like kid, it's yeah. not like I'm running with you, John. Yeah. John, you run. I'll take the hit. He sacrificed himself.
1: Right, that's okay. a down-ass friend with his terrible haircut. Like, well,
0: it's also because, iffy. I mean, he wants to make sure his friend who gave him $400 at arcades is still around. I was going to oh, say, yeah. though, <laughs> I would be super <laughs> loyal to a friend
1: that gives me $200 budgets at the arcade. Like, we splitting that for I mean, at least he's
0: appreciative.
1: Yeah, like, nah, man. Nah, I'm gonna be That's an appreciative friend, friend,
0: right? He's not just, yeah. He's not he's just not like, just, this he's not is just a, the guy
1: it's... that pays for everything. He's like, no, that's my friend, no. man and i need to keep getting money so i need him to not be in jail (laughs) i gotta be top three
0: this moment where we finally if you didn't know you finally realize who is the good guy and who is the bad guy they meet up in the hallway i love that sequence of slow motion i i love i love the idea that the t-800 stopped to go and buy flowers to hide the gun yeah (laughs) you know why didn't we see that scene (laughs) i know right i want to buy
1: some flowers (laughs)
0: i love the sequence that the the roses fall and he steps on it i like i just like that shot
1: just the symbolism in the whole moment love it because like so much happens in that 30 seconds or or 10 seconds you know oh yes because you have john that thinks he's only running from a cop who then ends up seeing this dude coming down the hole who's just a big guy at first who then he realizes this guy has a freaking shotgun then you turn around realize oh snap he's not trying to shoot at me he's aiming at the guy behind me
3: get down then
1: you turn around and look at that guy who mm. thought was just a cop and then he gets shot and he got metal something coming out of him then you gotta turn back and look at this guy you don't trust neither but you gotta run you know like it's just so much happening and then you realize as the audience okay so arnold's good in this movie and this is the antagonist just so much happens so many shifts in that like 10 seconds
2: oh yeah if you went in cold and then this poor kid that was just down the hall <laughs> probably on his break working at a fucking mall right now didn't think the last thing that would happen is arnold schwarzenegger
0: gunning him down the thing is he doesn't listen to arnold shouts out get down yeah
1: if arnold tells you get down you get down what other kind of voice do you need to say get right? down like,
0: right hmm. we get one of our first chase scenes and again at this point john still doesn't know what to trust like mike mentions um Gets on his bike, and I like this little moment again, because his mom rode a little moped bike, and he rides a bike. I like that little touch. It's very subtle. Um,
1: yeah, little symbols. Once
0: again, we, one of our many visuals in every Terminator film, a Terminator in a truck. They love them big trucks. <laughs> right? They love their trucks. But because it's a truck, John's like, okay, I'm going to jump into the aqueduct, and jumps in the aqueduct because I'll be protected here. I love that sequence.
1: Ah, uh, that whole thing. Wow. Uh, just like that shot. That shot, just John turning around and seeing this fucking truck <laughs> just completely Fly blasting through Blake. this barrier.
2: I, oh, I just it's shat just my so pants. That, that's exactly what I'm like. I don't think right. I can ride anymore. In that scene,
1: you get scared every time. Like, it's terrifying.
0: Because it's a real like, shot. I, that's I, why.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a real shot. They really ran that, <laughs> you know massive truck over into (laughs) into the aqueduct also um fun fact during the scene when um when arnold actually comes shooting over the ramp and lands into the aqueduct um it's the bike itself is actually connected to cables and there's like three people that pull it kind of on a pulley system so it works almost like um what's the word for it you know like how a pirate ship like the momentum like a pendulum. swings yeah like a pendulum so basically like they're running backwards which pulls the bike forward and kind of causes it to swing mm. out and then when it lands they're kind of running forward to like ease okay right. so it's not easy. a huge impact yeah so it changed it literally changed the impact by hundreds of pounds because it would crush the bike yeah when the bike actually hit the ground it would have oh been God. 900 pounds with the force yeah. and with the speed so with the cables and everything, when it landed, it's only about two hundred oh, pounds wow. hitting the okay. ground, which is why Arnold's still able to just you know and just keep going. Because in real life, yeah. that shit would have. But burst. it still looks visually <laughs> like
0: impactful, right? It doesn't look like it's a weak impact.
1: Yeah, in real life, he would have also his ass, for that man. stunt.
2: Props to the makeup artist, whoever made the Arnold helmet, that that the mask that that guy was wearing for the stunt. Was, what's that, that Arnold? That's good. I, I thought, oh, no, you know, it wasn't. Yeah. Was I didn't think so. Yeah, no, 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 that's a stunt. That was yeah, good. You like, almost had me fooled there for a minute. Is a
1: stunt double going over the yeah. ramp? Oh, also, random. Sorry. Fun fact: Right before he did the jump, that moment where he flips the uh, shotgun mm-hmm. and grabs it or whatever in his hand, he actually grabbed the wrong shotgun on set that day. He grabbed a real shotgun. The shotgun that he's supposed to flip weighs significantly less weight. So it's easy to flip. He flipped a real shotgun and sprained his wrist in that scene. But if it would have been a regular person, they would have broke the whole
2: Snapped my arm off. Yeah, fuck yeah. But this guy really picking up the gun couldn't tell the difference in weight just by picking it up. Everything's light to him.
1: That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I guess that goes to show how strong he is. He just lifted it. It was like (laughs) flip. Ow.
0: I can imagine him just like spraining his wrist and then walking over to James. Like, hey, James, come here. James, come here. I think I sprained my arm. Yeah. I, <laughs> I can't can tell. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell.
1: And I was just laughing so hard like he would, yo. He just grabbed a whole wrong My arms your like, legs. It's fine. And then just, and even as it was heavy, he was just like, nah, I'm going to flip it in. Anyway. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, uh,
1: and just fucked up his wrist. I'm like, well, what do you think, man? I, I
0: saw this making of sequence. Yeah, and but that's it I mean. said that the aqueduct actually had a flowing uh, water through it. And they actually had to stop the water in order to do that scene. So you have to hold back a, a, the water for Oh more. wow!
3: Yeah.
0: Oh. Um, we get one of my favorite, so- another f- favorite shot of mine is when is when uh, the truck is hitting John and it's almost about to take John and we get that sequence where the bike behind it slips right past it and I love that shot because it's so close. It slips right by the side of the truck and just about John is about to get hit. Terminator grabs him off his bike. <laughs> I love that sequence. Dude, that scene
1: is so <laughs> it's intense. So intense. Like also also hats off to the cinematographer. Right? Because just like shot composition was so good and just created like the perfect tension mm-hmm. in that scene. Because we all felt like John, I don't care who the hell you are, you felt like you were John on that yes. bike and you were like, I'm about to die. <laughs> <laughs> we're all about to die here. And, and like, uh, how's the timing you know, gonna get I through? It was just such a good scene. Yeah. And then the best thing is like when, um, you know, an Arnold and the Terminator scoops around mm-hmm. the side of him and just lifts him with one arm, plop, like, throws him on the bike. On. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then
0: his bike gets crushed under the truck so instantly. Like, I love that that we yeah. see that, you know. As soon as he gets lifted up, boom.
1: And it adds to it, too, because you're like, oh that man, been you. they're next. Right? They're going under the truck. <laughs> like, there's no way. But it's like at the same time, as much as I know that motorcycle is fast, man, apparently that truck's got
0: some torque. Oh, uh, yeah. That was that hauling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, and then, um, terminator blows up the truck and once again just like in the first film they assume that oh you destroyed the terminator but then we get that we get the f- first time we see the t-1000's true form when it's walking out with the the liquid metal that shit
2: is nuts. Like, no one oh ever learns their lesson from truck explosions
1: so i ended up looking into that too um because I think that we had spoke briefly about this at the end of the last podcast, and we talked about the like Capri Sun commercials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back in the day, the, like, morph- <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you saw them, Dave. You know, because I don't. I no. don't think they showed them out there. But there were literally commercials where people would sip a Capri Sun pouch, and they would turn into this fucking morphed you know, Terminator thing, but they could fly, and you would just like, <laughs> mm, fly off and shit. And we all thought we could do it, so we all went out and bought Capri Suns and did not turn into Mercury. But either way, um, I actually ended up looking into it. The This movie actually created that technology. Uh-huh. That technology did not exist previous to this movie. Um, the company, which I wrote down, and I can't find my notes, but uh, the company that ended up doing this movie has, is still very 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 relevant now um but this was kind of their start and uh they were doing small morphing things for i want to say apple yeah, yeah for apple and they were doing like little things just like for commercials you know where they were doing like little transformations and little cgi and uh james cameron had kind of come to them with the challenge of creating uh you know um a like indestructible terminator that could like morph and stuff and they were actually projecting literal graphs onto Robert Patrick's body, so like he was standing there, and they had like a projector up that had grids, mm-hmm. and they were hand drawing the grids onto his body so that they could do what we end up seeing the metal mm-hmm. morph and stuff. They said after the movie came out, sadly, people only saw the morph, but nobody took the reason why, mm-hmm. you know. Because, like, in this movie, in Terminator 2, there's a significant reason as to why he is the way that he is, whereas in the '90s, everybody just took the idea and ran with him. it. Was like morph, yeah. morph, morph, but nobody <laughs> ever cared about story at all. So the company ended up, you know, going on to, um, you know, still have the same technology taught other other companies on the technology. But because of that, in the '90s, everything was about
3: morphing <laughs>
1: after movie <laughs> came out. Like they were literally like, have you ever seen the show Animorphs? Like, yeah, I remember Animorphs as well. Morphs. Remember. <laughs> like, um...
2: Like, if Alex you think Mack.
1: about it, late 90s was literally nothing yeah. but
2: morphing. Mighty Morph Power Rangers. Beetle You know, there was uh, yeah. the secret
0: world Alex yeah. Mack.
1: <laughs> it was <morphine> <laughs> like it's was time. Like, it was all about the morph. And it was because of this movie and James Cameron that uh, morphin came on to be a crazy trend. But all of them kind of hated it and felt like, you know, they created a monster kind of because people were taking the idea that they built and, like, kind of bastardizing it and, and, you know, kind of ruining it because you're just morphing anything now. You're not thinking about the story behind it. Uh, But, yeah, it was a fun fact. It's like,
0: it reminds you of what would happen in the late 90s with the Matrix bullet time effect, right? (laughs) Exactly.
1: Like, that's, you know, we know plenty of movies that use it where it's, like, you know, it's a good thing and and there was a reason behind it. But, you know, all... You know the comic folk; all they see is, uh, <laughs> "Ooh, cool morph! Let's do that for juice boxes." You know, <laughs> like, you really didn't need it. Um,
0: we we get some ex- exposition this way. We find out that uh, when John is with the T eight hundred, the T eight hundred tells him that thirty five years from now, future John will reprogram him and protect him. And um, he wants to call his step parents, as he also find out that his step parents are, are dead. I love this sequence because we find out a couple of things about the Terminator: one, that it can <laughs> mimic voices. Which mm-hmm. we see in the first one, but we see it again. And two, that the, um, the T1000 apparently likes being the mother now, making beef stew, waiting for John to call. So it's like he was just acting normal. He's
1: just making beef
0: stew. <laughs> but let's just take a moment to imagine what happened, right? He probably kills kills the the lady <laughs> out out of sight. And then the husband comes home. He's like, "Hey, honey, I'm home." And the T one He's like, "Hey, honey," gives him a kiss. I love you, baby. Did that whole Playing conversation the role for a while. <laughs> yeah, right. You didn't know when when the, the call is going to happen. Yeah, maybe yeah. there all day and night. Start
2: a whole new life. You might never call, and he's just the wife now. You know, <laughs> he's just a housewife. He committed now. too deep.
3: <laughs>
1: you don't go full housewife. <laughs>
2: She becomes uh, the best one, too. Apparently, it was fucking beef stew.
1: Like, did he have to analyze it and, like, you know, like, analyze the beef right. stew? Then you put carrots. Then you right. put, you know, like, he have to, like, look it up in his database. <laughs> the husband
0: was like, damn, honey, this smells like the best beef stew you've ever made.
1: <laughs> this tastes really wow. different today.
3: Damn, what is do,
0: that? This <laughs> oh,
1: fuck. This is amazing.
0: <laughs> right? <My> birthday. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> right? unfortunately he gets he gets killed that's by so being true. impaled through the mouth I used to love that shot as well
1: well at least he got some good beef stew right
0: I you know? <laughs> smell it it's okay.
1: he got his last supper and didn't even right. know
0: um that sequence as well in terms of the thing going through the face
1: that scene is awesome I love that also that's a it's a fake arm so the arm that goes into uh the foster dad is a fake arm and it's funny because behind the scenes and the heel cut the woman's actually just like her arms are down like both her arms are down and then there's literally someone holding a coat <laughs> up to her arm that has an arm in it and all this other stuff so like in between scenes she's like playing like not on her phone but she's like playing with shit and stuff and it looks like she has three <laughs> arms because <laughs> like this arm is just sticking out her side but she's just like playing with stuff on the counter it's weird but um yeah it's like really cool how they did the scene because there's actually, like, the piece that ends up sticking through his face is already in the wall.
3: Yeah.
1: Like, it's attached to the wall. So when they kind of do the forward motion, they're showing the hand entering. And then when they pull out, you're only seeing the one that was already in the yeah, wall. Yeah, Okay. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah.
0: So it seems it's like almost it backwards. Off, but yeah. yeah, it was already yeah.
1: there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's almost like shooting in reverse. Yeah. And he just has his mouth open and yeah. it looks... It looks so good still. I'm sure
0: that sequence took, like, for a whole day to set up. But it's those kind of sequences that I appreciate in the film, that kind of detail that make the film stand out. Yeah. After John finds out that his step-parents are probably dead, or foster parents are probably dead... He spends a bit of time with T eight hundred. We get some expositions about him and his mom. We realize that he thought his mom was crazy, you know, and he's having this moment of realizing she was right this whole time. And he thought she was a loser. Yeah. It's so sad. And
1: it is like so and sad. he gives his whole little like speech. He's yeah. like, "Oh, you know what?" I will say though, in that moment, I realized Judgment Day is actually a good movie.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, what? You know. Like, <laughs> well, I'm glad you're on board.
1: Like, nah, because you know I said like. The memory of this movie was purely action based. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I didn't think, I didn't think or care if there was True. any story effort put in at yeah, all. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. You know from. what I'm saying? Like, so I felt like a moment of giving the psyche of a child whose parents are one of those crazy doomsday yeah. people because mm-hmm. this, this is a real life mm-hmm. thing. You know, there's still kids like him. So I felt like just having that little scene to show us the perspective of John mm-hmm. kind of set this movie apart from a lot of other. Mm-hmm stupid 90s action movies you know what i'm saying like the fact that we have that moment to see how john would view his mother Mm -hmm. because we don't really know you know and to kind of have just that really sentimental moment because us as the audience we see how the doctors could see her as crazy but we don't know how her own child Mm -hmm. sees her so it's kind of crazy in that moment like realizing yeah like you would see your mom as just a crazy person or a woman that couldn't take care Mm -hmm. of you and can't get her shit together enough to stay in your life you know or some chick that's just shacking up with random dudes you know like from a kid's perspective it makes sense and then the worst thing is he actually believed Mm -hmm. her the whole time up until she got arrested you know and the doctors were like your mom's crazy obviously legitimate you know that's fucked up for a kid your whole life it's like Every fucked up thing your mom's doing or the fact that she's cold or anything like that, you're automatically like, nah, that's okay. It makes sense because we're trying to save the world. Then you find out, nah, kid, your mom's nuts. Like,
0: Flip damn. it again to find out that she was right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Your mom was right the whole time because the Terminator just tried to murder you.
2: <laughs> your world's been flipped twice. It's not yeah, fair.
0: Just exactly.
1: And she was all alone and nobody believed her, even needs, me. Oh, it's like, damn. Ugh. Oh, oh. Oh. That was tough. That was
0: tough. That was tough.
1: Poor kid. But I will say his acting got good in that yes. scene. Yes, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Eddie.
0: Uh, we, we find out <laughs> at the detriment of two poor guys in the side that uh, John realizes that the Terminator do whatever he says. And we also see a, a, the beginning of the good side to John.
1: That poor dude. Right. That's the last time he's ever going to help <laughs> someone <laughs> in an alley.
0: He really was he's just trying to help. <laughs> a douchebag?
2: Fuck.
1: Can't be nice to people. <laughs>
0: P-foot there. It's so <laughs>
1: rude. You talking to?
0: Him. <laughs> I love that Arnold just standing there with his foot up. Put your foot in. Put your foot down. <laughs> and he's so <laughs> stiff with it too. And I love that. It does a good job of that. Um, yeah. That's when they decide we we gotta we gotta save my mother. And you can't kill people. And this we I love and I love that. And I didn't notice this to watching it again recently. How John was really adamant about not killing. Like it's an ongoing thing. Yeah. Throughout yeah. the whole narrative. You know, it's not just a one off moment. It's it's ongoing thing that he's really big about. Do not kill.
1: I love it when he first heard him now, he's like, But I'm a terminator. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs>
0: hey, <duh>. Of course.
3: <laughs> like, I'm a terminator.
1: That's that's what he does, man. Like, yeah, you asked the Terminator to fuck somebody up. That's what they do. They terminate. Like, would you so think was like, and, and Life or like death I'm right I'm confused.
0: Now, right? Of course I kill. But then John is like, Well you're not a Terminator anymore.
1: He took that to the heart, yes. though. He really wasn't a Terminator yep. anymore. The rest of the movie. From that
0: point, right?
1: He's like, all right. <laughs> he didn't terminate nobody except the other Terminator.
0: Right? Yeah. Uh, we, we're back at the hospital. This time, the police are questioning Sarah because they're like, hey, your son is missing. Your foster parents are dead. And this guy that attacked you in the 80s, we have his picture again. She's sent back to her room because she doesn't respond. And this is where we get that orderly who licks her face. Ugh, every time I see that moment. Motherfucker!
1: i hate that moment so much every
0: time like it's because just like oh, it gives me such shivers
1: it's just such a strange moment like faces just don't taste good usually fucking power move I saw. she probably hasn't Raven, you took like while. you're saying
0: from experience like faces don't taste good, i've looked at face a few times it's not cool i've
1: only done it to bother people to piss them off. like I mean, well then I'm now you know like, why this guy was coming from this is an annoying thing to do but every time I did it afterwards, I was like, well, that was nasty on my part. <laughs> <laughs> like, this tastes gross. <laughs> Faces don't taste good, man. Salty. Oh, also, sorry, I forgot this random fun fact. So earlier when we seen Sarah and the orderlies when they came in and they were doing the fight scene or whatever. Not the fight scene, but they were kind of trying to restrain her and mm-hmm. kicked her in the stomach and stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: In real life, um, the actor... uh. Linda, I don't know his name. Linda, no, but one of the doctors, the the guy that she ends up the main doctor, um, disabling later, the the lick face guy. So, him when they're when they're trying to restrain her in the beginning,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: they like take your meds and she doesn't take them. Mm-hmm. That scene they had to shoot it like forty or fifty different times because the guy was holding back, the male actor. Every time he was supposed to hit Linda Hamilton, he would like pull his punch. Ever so slightly in the end, yeah. and for camera, look like shit. Yeah. So they'd be like, "Nope, cut, do it again." <laughs> <laughs> they made them do it mad times every time he was pulling his punches, and Linda Hamilton actually ended up getting pissed. Yeah. like She like, him, "Punch me!" Like I will kill you. <laughs> punch me, because she was pissed. Because she like, for her, she's like, this scene is very physical. Taking for
2: forever to do, and it's
1: very emotional for me. I'm literally screaming and kicking and being restrained and i've had to do this fucking scene 30 times because you won't just hit me you know (laughs) so later on when she does her escape and she beats him up those are real blows she's pissed (laughs) like this is how you do it motherfucker (laughs) like she's actually beating his ass in real life because they shot that scene afterwards and she was tight
0: (laughs) she was fucking him up
1: (laughs) she was just like, you know what, fuck this. Cause they got that in one take.
0: All right. One of the reasons why I don't mind the lick scene is because I know what happens to him next. Cause that when she smacks him with that baton, damn. Like oh, it yeah. looks oh, like yeah. she's like smacking. Oh, yeah.
1: She's like, this is for not punching me. Ah. She
0: really is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, we realize the T one thousand has arrived at the hospital as well. Dun dun dun. He's trying to get in. I love that sequence with the checkered floor. Yeah. morphs up Ooh, that's oh, another morph
1: another fun fact so go. some poor PA had to hand paint all of those tiles that floor is one color what oh. <laughs> swear to you swear why could not they just you. get a, a tile thought floor. it would look no. <laughs> they said the location they were at was perfect. The only issue oh. was the floor. So some poor PA literally had to hand paint <laughs>
3: every
1: single one of those checkered tiles because James Cameron felt like it would look cooler if it was checkered for him to run. And it was. It was. So I
0: mean it is it, some
1: PA worked very hard, but it paid off.
0: It is a great good morphing scene and he morphs into into the security guard. Do you know how they did that scene? Oh yeah, they were twins. Yep, they just used twins. <laughs> yeah, he's twins he is a twin instead of going that's crazy so just smart. use sometimes just use the simple thing just use twins it's
1: genius shit Linda Hamilton's a twin <laughs>
0: yeah she is her twin was really? used in this film really? as
1: well yeah during the burning yeah. scene yep. her twin is the one in the playground and she's the one looking mm, through the yep. fence yep
0: yeah that's how you get yeah, that scene of seeing herself um, just even, twins. Even, the, even at the end when the T-1000 is pretending to be her when he's like John come that's her twin you know when there's right, two of her right.
1: yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah that's her twin as well um sarah escapes using the paper clip she stole earlier and like she takes the doctor hostage
1: yeah also i love that scene so much more knowing that she did that herself like she really broke that lock free with a fucking paper clip linda hamilton did that in real life
0: and this is where everyone's coming together john and t-800 arrive uh, t-100 shoots the guy in the knees john's like what the hell Tian's like, hey, he'll live. I love that line. live. <laughs> like he'll live. <laughs> he'll live is the best. <laughs> he'll live. This is just a
1: trend for the rest of the movie. They'll live. Right. They're never going to be able they'll to work live.
0: again, but they'll live. Right, right. But he'll live. They're <laughs> so not to kill anyone. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And and uh, as as Sarah is making her escape, I love the sequence where she breaks the key in the in the lock in the door, which is another genius move. Great, great move. So smart. As she gets to the elevator, T-800 walks out. Oh, my God. Last time she saw that thing, he was attacking her. So, understandably, she's frightened. I love that slow motion scene when she falls uh, down. I love
1: that scene.
0: She's like on the floor.
1: No. No. Oh, Dave, we reenacted that scene in our short.
0: We did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? We did. In Veronica we Chase, we yes, literally did that we did. scene. We shot it as an
1: Very homage. Nice we shot that whole scene. So love, watching it again,
0: I was like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of my
1: short films, we I, we reshot that scene.
0: I, I love that sequence because so much happens again. James Cameron utilizes slow motion to show us. That moment's like less than five seconds, but in slow motion, we see what's going on in her, her head. We see the Terminator walk out. You know, we her see, acting
1: was so good in that scene So too. good. Because you completely get it. Yes. She's like, oh, hell no.
0: <laughs> and then that's where we get the, once again, the famous line, Come with me if you want to live. Love it. Love that line. Yeah. Um,
1: it makes so much sense now. John Uh it makes so much sense now after seeing one because that's what Kyle Reese told her. Yes, so first that she'd movie. recognize
0: exactly.
1: So and they probably sent him and told him to say that so she knew he was a friendly, so different now. Exactly,
0: exactly. And even and they with John care. as well saying he's here to help us, here to help <laughs> us. And then the T 1000 arrives. Morphs through the bars, realizes guns can't morph through the bars either. I love that sequence. It was like, tsh, tsh. that's just a little nice subtle touch. It wasn't needed, but it reminds you that, you know, he is liquid metal, but he's carrying an actual metal gun. Mm. I, I like that sequence.
1: Yeah, it's not going to melt with you.
0: And this is the moment the doctor realizes, oh shit, Sarah was telling the truth. I just love that sequence of the cigarette falls out of his mouth. I'm like, yeah, you bastard.
1: I love that moment so much. Ugh, right. <laughs> just the beautiful irony of it. <laughs> right? I'm just like, ha!
0: <laughs> Dumbass Punk ass Try to tell you Try to warn you uh, They escape into the elevator I love the elevator sequence as well It's almost like Sarah didn't miss a beat Instantly She's reloading Bam bam Shooting in the ceiling John's giving them Bullets as well Everyone's just trying to escape Everyone's working together Nobody's useless in this moment Yeah
1: They're instantly such a good team Right it's like you forget team. John's a dope ass little hacker dude.
0: Right? Now yeah, he's a good little reloader <laughs> right? dude. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right?
1: and reloader. Like that's yes. so awesome. He's just in the backseat. Yeah.
0: Here. Here you it's go. He's not like, what, like, what so do we do? What did... This is when you're reminded again, he was trained for this. You know, he was prepared for yeah, this Yeah, because at
1: first you feel, you know, because there's definitely a point in the movie where you feel bad that he can't just be like a normal
0: mm-hmm.
1: kid. You know, a part of you is like, it's kind of sad. He knows how to crack into ATMs and all this other stuff. But then in this scene, you're like, you're oh ready. hell yeah, dude. Reload that <laughs> shit in the backseat. Let's go. <laughs> it
0: was
1: let's, so do it, good. let's do it. Let's do it. It's just nice seeing useful kids. Right.
0: But I also love the sequence when the T, t- one thousand jumps in the car and hooks onto the back of the car and it's like t- t- like that whole sequence, man. It's so intense. And it gets shot in the face and then oh, uh,
1: those weird arm things yeah yeah oh. oh.
0: <laughs> it's so creepy so creepy and
1: it's like, like literally just like a fucking shelf bracket and it's right? so terrifying <laughs> that's why I think it's so great
0: it's like oh he can't create he can't create projectile weapons but he can create like like uh, uh like spears and all that kind of Knives
1: stuff and spears, and, yeah.
0: and i love that he creates that Blunt hook force
1: thing. objects
0: it's such a unique visual with the hook and i like that it's yeah, like, so yeah creepy. you're right Gets shot in the face, he it's falls like pieces off.
1: pieces of a red frame. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. And I also like the moment where, again, subtle touches that James Cameron adds. When he he gets knocked off the car, a piece of him remains in the boot. At first, you think it's going to stay there, you know, and we're not going to see it again. But then we get a moment where John throws it off. And then this way we see the impact of the T-1000. The liquid part connects to him again. You're like, ooh, oh shit. I forgot that he was that cool. You know, like, I love that yeah. moment. Just simple moment of it just connecting to the shoe. It just adds so much to what it is, yeah, and the threat of what it could be. Um, we get some downtime when they're kind of like fixing themselves up. The mom still the mom's mad at John for risking himself again, reminding reminding him that you are the important one in terms of to be protected. I have to protect you, and if you're coming after me, I can't protect you. And this what I I love this moment because even though she's the important person in the story, from her point of view john is the important person in terms of keeping him alive what i like about her character is i think a lot of writers whenever they make badass female characters it ends up just being a guy with boobs and this moment reminds us that yeah. she's a mother and she's reacting she's like a, a mother,
1: mother first yeah what are you doing that john? was definitely a mother speech
0: right that was a mother speech and i love that and it's just like there's a yeah. strength in her being a mother you know, it's not a weakness. That's
1: it's... like if you get lost in the mall, how they like really relieved they found you. But yes. You're, like, you're in trouble.
0: <laughs> and I did the, not and tell I, you to stand right there. Like, how many times <laughs> I tell you, you shouldn't was have cool. come for me. What is wrong with you? Like, I love that. And then he starts crying because yeah. he's like, I was just trying to help. You know, I just want to... Mm. And I love that moment because you're reminded again. <laughs> What's wrong with your face? I, I, again, <laughs> these are moments that... They're great little moments and they're funny moments because for someone like a machine that's meant to learn that doesn't understand... What's wrong with yeah. your face
1: no i love that moment
0: and we get some exposition about the future as well that the terminator can last 120 years that its wounds will heal which is again another thing that comes by later in future films where this film lets us know that even though they're robots the skin is organic it burns it it, it would age as well which makes sense in the new film yeah. why arnold is old because the skin ages yeah, it's, yeah that makes sense it, it's it, this was it's something that people thought was a problem I'm like no this movie clearly tells us that this is this this is a situation and we also know that the Terminator is built that the more it spends time with humans the more human like it becomes which again the third the new third film plays with I thought it's done really really well um,
1: it really is oh, I actually really
0: enjoyed mm-hmm. the third right? movie <laughs> I really want <laughs> right? to watch it again after watching 2 too I'm like damn right. it I've seen it twice I've, I've, really I've seen enjoyed the new it. movie twice i it just also, makes sense. I didn't sense.
1: realize how much I missed Linda Hamilton. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted mm-hmm. to see her again. I'm but also the narrative just makes that.
0: sense. It just makes yeah, it sense. it makes complete sense. It's so, so much like, sense. Duh. They decide to head south. And um, during the trip, John teaches the T-800 to talk like the cool kids. Hasta la vista. No problemo. I love that moment as well. And it, Raven, you telling me about how Arnold and him built a relationship, you know, before started filming, shows in these scenes. You, you yeah, can definitely. see because... Arnold kind of he does a good job of playing this robot that's almost a child itself, right? That's learning new things and trying yeah, to figure definitely. things out. Like it doesn't. Those scenes could come across stupid and corny, but I think it comes off like really earnest. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I love those kind of moments. Yeah. We also find out that uh, uh, John, when they arrive, uh, meet all their friends. Was it is it Mexico where they go to? Cause we see it down south, but I don't know like, specifically where they went. I can't remember. They went to.
1: I want to say it's Tijuana, but I don't know. Why.
0: Okay, um, but we get some exposition from John telling the Terminator that this is how I grew up. You know, I grew up around these kind of things. Yeah, yeah. I didn't grow up a regular kid, which kind of makes sense why he goes crazy at the arcades, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he never had a chance to play. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: He just wants to be. A <laughs> he just kid. wants to be
0: a little kid. Um, they meet the family, uh, Sarah's friends, for supplies, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, but John says I grew up in helicopters, learning how to blow up stuff, and and we see. The minigun foreshadowing what's, going to come, what's to come up later yeah. as they recoup some of their weaponry. Um, Sarah also decides at this hmm. point, you know what? Rather than wait for Judgment Day to come, let me take matters into my own hands. Who's this Miles Dyson guy uh, they speak of? And she finds out that, that my- Miles Dyson is the, the head of Skynet at the time. And one of the reasons for pushing the, the, the Skynet program mm-hmm. in the years to come. So she decides maybe I should do something about that, but um, before this, she has her little uh, so extreme, right? Let me just go kill him. Damn! Before she decides to kill him, though, she has she has that nightmare, though, right? The the nuclear dream. You know, that's mm-hmm. when she has that dream with everything's getting blown up. That was up. an intense, super nightmare. intense. And like you mentioned earlier, this where they utilized her sister as a body double in that sequence. Where she sees herself playing with a young Johnny, she's like, "No, nah. can I tell you? When I was a kid, every time I'd walk over to a chain fence, I would do that sequence. <laughs> 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 every time, and I'm sure you listeners and you guys, from now on, it's so dramatic, so dramatic. Though.
1: And also, when she's on fire, it's a, um, it's a, what do you call it? It's a body animatronic thing. It's a wax figure ah, okay. thing. Nice. So like and that's why it's so fake and dramatic in the <laughs> moment because she makes one face and the it only yeah, has so one face, face and now it's melting so <laughs> just through the teeth and that's it um, i was
0: looking at something <laughs> behind the scenes for that sequence
1: everyone at home is like so they didn't set her on right. fire or <laughs> i
0: was, I was watching a, a behind the scenes on that specific sequence and some of the visual effects guys say said that that was one of the hardest scenes to do because they were blowing up statues of kids and people yeah, so disturbing. <laughs> like that's your job. Oh, now.
1: Yeah, true. That must have been hard to get a yeah. permit
3: for.
1: <laughs> Can we borrow your park? Yeah, what are you planning on doing? Um nothing too yeah. crazy. Just a couple explosions. Right. Oh, what are you blowing up? It's mm, Statues Kids. of women and children. No big deal. It's for a movie. It's fine.
0: <laughs> must have been a hard day.
1: Like, damn, yeah, that's definitely hard.
0: Yeah. I, I, love, I love the sequence again when John's talking to T-800 as well. He also mentions, and I like that Sarah told him, he mentions the fact that he knows he knows that his dad is from the future. He's very much aware. This isn't hidden from him. He's like, this is trippy to think about. I know my dad's from the future. I know he's going to become some, and I know that I become some warrior, blah, blah, blah. It's something to get my head around. And I love that idea that that was not kept from him. You know, he knows that. Um, after this day, daydream nightmare actually before that i like the idea the high five moment He's <laughs> like high five just <laughs> like ow that hurts um just a reminder that this is a, uncle bob isn't really uncle bob he's actually a terminator um they find out sarah's disappeared and she's written a line on the table saying no fate and the full and john is like oh i know this full quote the full quote is there is no fate but what we make which means we are in control of our own destiny which means we control the fate which Sarah sees then that means I can go and kill Miles because I'm going to control my fate. Um He knows his mama
1: really yeah. well, because I wouldn't have came to that conclusion. <laughs> I would have been like, all right, Miles, see you when you get back to the <laughs> grocery store.
0: <laughs> he does <laughs> She'll be
1: back. It's fine. He does know his mama. She's mom. definitely not going to murder anyone. Right. <laughs>
0: they go to the Dyson home and she's about to snap snipe Dyson, and his son saves his life with a truck. Boom, shoots the 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 window she attacks him but ultimately when she's about to kill him she can't do it she holds back she, she could easily snipe him from far away no thankfully at least from far away it was easier for her but like in his face she couldn't do it she couldn't do it John arrives and, and John is adamant
1: especially when she realized he had a yeah. kid in a family,
0: exactly, exactly. And when they arrive, Sarah, I love the moment where John's like, "Mom, what are you doing? You're not supposed to kill." And again, John reminds his mom, "You are stopping, trying to stop the Terminator, but you've become a Terminator yourself." Yeah, you know. And, and I love that moment because it's like,
2: yeah. mm. it's like we're
0: fighting to stop something
1: because you're trying to go back in time and wipe people out before they could do certain things. Is literally what Terminator right, do.
0: right? It's like you're being a Terminator, it's, and I they go
1: back and prevent things from happening. I love
0: movies that kind of show how sometimes in order to be the good person, you can't justify doing exactly what the bad person is doing. And sometimes it's easy to justify, I'm Mm -hmm. doing this for good reasons. Well, that's what the bad person thinks they're doing Mm -hmm. too. You know, it's like perspective. And I love that moment. John reminding us, no, we can't kill. And she has that moment to be like, thank you, John. You know, and I love that, that she's aware of.
1: Yeah. And I also felt like it was a really good, like, Mm mother-son moment Mm -hmm. too, that we hadn't really gotten to see. Because it was like, you know technically the most vulnerable or the softest that we've seen the two mm-hmm. of them in a scene together you mm-hmm. know
0: and so
1: i really felt like that moment was kind of powerful like oh wow yeah she still notices that's her mm-hmm. son mm-hmm. <laughs> okay good you so know? uh still some type of uh nurturing
0: dyson of course needs an explanation what the hell's is- you guys are trying to kill me and now you're crying with your son and what's going on this is some crazy shit
1: I mean, best explanation. Can I ever tell you, that is, is, is that is off. the
0: best way to get, to the, like, <laughs> it really get is to the point. Like,
1: let's not waste time. Here you go. <laughs> cut it open, and boom. I am a robot. But also, not, just, the not just
0: I am a robot, is to Miles, is like, you've seen this arm before.
1: Yeah, you've seen the same fucking arm. This
0: is my arm. This is the same arm. So, just in case you think it's anything different, because you could have shown anything else, but showing the arm lets Miles know that the arm you have is going to become this
1: yeah it's like this is what you're trying to yes. build i am welcome to the future gonna do and i am here to probably murder fail. Yeah. Well. so how about we don't just
0: say no to all this
1: <laughs> good talk
0: they all decide to go to cyberdyne to destroy all evidence of this that this future doesn't happen so they all go down to cyberdyne um and i like that one when, when they tie up the god. uh the other guard finds out right away. Like, it's no wasting any time. It's like, straight up, the guard finds him. Is like, yep, there's somebody yeah. here. <laughs> He's like,
1: yeah, it's them too. He knew they were. Like, damn.
0: You're not good right? this. <laughs> But again, once again, we see, John, at Sabidame, we see John's... At Sabadine, we see John's skills because they can't get through one of the doors and John's like, I got this. I got this, son. And then John opens the door and uh while the others are setting up the bomb. uh, t 100 takes care of the police without killing. I love that sequence. I think Cameron takes great care to visually to show us that no one's getting hit
2: yeah it'd be very easy to assume
0: somebody gets hit you know it's a minigun we get visual shots of all the bullets hitting the floor in front of the cars we get shots of the policemen running away from the cars before the cars explode so unless some guy was like hiding in his car and no one could see it <laughs> they do a good job of just reminding us that's at its
2: best you know
0: <laughs> weed out you the know, dumb ones good reminder that term are like killing yeah guy killed himself <laughs> Um, yeah. They go grab it, all, the, all the robotic pieces and the SWAT team raids the place. And while they're raiding, they accidentally shoot Miles. So Miles is now like incapacitated. He can't move anywhere. So he's like, Poor Miles. He's man. like, Go, you just go, just go. And I love that move. <laughs> that sequence. Oof. When he's oh my God. Out.
1: <laughs> I don't know how long I can hold this. Dude's like what? Looks at him. Like, oh, <laughs> like,
3: oh shit! We had like two Dude's seconds. Just what like, the fuck? Oh, that sucks.
1: And I was also sitting there like, poor Miles. I was hoping Miles could live. Man, he did the right thing. He was liberated. But hopefully now he gets <laughs> to rest in peace because he doesn't have the murder of millions on his conscience.
0: Two things: the, the the shootout with the T eight hundred with the minigun was the largest shootout in film history at the time, in terms of all the epic grand grandness of it. And there were
1: seven cameras during wow. that scene.
0: And when, they, when the building blows up, that's a real two-story building that they blew up. And they only had one take on that.
1: Yeah, yep. Which yep. it it is
0: insane. That. So this, the, it blows it. up. But at the time, the T-1000 steals a helicopter in mid-air on a bike, which is dope. I love that sequence. That was nuts. <laughs> it's like crash. And it's like, get out. I love the fact. That
1: All I could think was, what a shitty day it was this
0: guy. And I love, I love the, the, the pilot. Like
1: you're just riding your helicopter, right? thinking you're safe. Some dude just jumps into your shit from, just a, like, heli- get from out. a bike. Like, damn, yeah. From a bike. <laughs> from a bike. Like that's nuts. And then that and then tells so you to pissed. get out. So
0: You have to jump out of your own helicopter. <laughs> yeah you have to jump out
1: probably no parachute there you go goodbye and i feel like you got one or two options either you stay in there with this crazy dude that can apparently jump from motorcycle to helicopter (laughs) or you just jump out i'm jumping out Uh, i'm like i'm taking my wrists with the ground uh, after
0: being attacked the t the t-800 um causes uh, causes the helicopter to crash i love that sequence where they're in the car and the helicopter's chasing them while they are in the car that low flying helicopter sequence t hundred uses some,
1: yeah, scary. right?
0: Using some smart, wise decision breaks so the the helicopter crashes into it. I love that sequence—the helicopter flipping. That was so dope. Once again, yeah. decides to take another truck. This time, it's a truck full of nitrogen, and I love the kind of opposite to the first one where it was a truck full of fuel. But this time, it's liquid nitrogen. Yeah, nitrogen. it was fire. That was a kind of a a different take. Um, also, I love the sequence where it's like uh, John hold the car, do some driving, and the t hundred jumps onto the truck in the face the truck flips that that whole stunt was amazing can i tell you like the whole stunt is nuts he really surfs the truck <laughs> right? he's just surfing on the truck he's like Holy like shit. in
1: real life he surfs the truck also um the way that they got the truck to slide that way is the truck is actually connected to another truck and it's being pulled ah like it's being like basically like pushed along, yeah, 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 like forward. Nice. So it looks like it's sliding, but yeah. really it's another truck behind it moving it forward, and that truck has the camera on. Yeah, I thought
0: that was so well done. And then the troll truck flips into a steel factory, and we get a really cool shot of the liquid nitrogen covering the. T-1, I always forgot
1: how they ended up in the end yeah. scene. So I was like glad I saw this thing, because I'm like, <laughs> okay, dude ends up melting though. Like, how, did we, how get did there? we get
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I, I love the sequence when the t-1000 is being frozen it's trying to walk and then the leg rips off it's like and it breaks off. i love those moments because that visually it's like it's so that's confusing. a really cool visual effect you know yeah and the faces Science, are so bitch. good too right right
1: oh also i saw i saw how they did the um how they kind of did this last sequence because you know as they've been doing with everything else they they made um you know doubles uh, why why can't i think of the word doubles yep. yeah they made doubles for uh his character but in those scenes there's obviously a bunch of different ones leaning in different directions frozen and he had to make the expressions for all that but the way that they got his expressions is almost similar to like how uh if you go to a dentist and you get x-rays how they have like that camera that kind of swings around you
3: Mm.
1: and gets like every angle there's literally like he's sitting in a chair and they tell him what scene it is and he makes a reaction and then there's a camera that takes every angle of his face and body structure then they impose that to end up with what we see and they like recreate it and that's where like the grids and all that other stuff comes in but Mm. it's really cool how they did it but um all the faces he makes you know he's just making dramatic faces so like it's funny seeing it get done Mm -hmm. because he's just sitting there all wide mouth (laughs) you know but like in the end it looks so good you know but in the moment where he's not covered in ice and everything it's like he looks like such a
3: (laughs) but it worked out so
1: good because i feel like out of any of the scenes with um doubles. I feel like it was one of the mm. one of the few ones that like it's almost seamless, mm. you know. Where you almost feel like that's really him frozen.
0: And at this moment the T800 takes one of the lessons that John taught him saying before you do something cool you got to say a cool line. This way it says, "Hasta la vista, baby." baby. Boom! <laughs> Shoots in the face and once again in typical Terminator fashion we're made to think everything is over. Everything is good. They've saved the day. Yay! Lovely. But again, which again, nice little touches by Cameron as the filmmaker. Liquid nitrogen, but you're in a factory full of molten lava, molten heated metal. There's going to be heat. That liquid, that nitrogen gets melted. As it gets melted, the T1000 slowly comes in. It makes so
1: much sense. So much sense. Instantly. We don't even get to enjoy (laughs) winning for 10 seconds.
0: Yep. Like, damn. He emerges once more and they're chasing. Before this, Sarah had, had been shot in the leg, so she's now limping. She says she can't move very fast. So the T800 stops to slow down the T1000 so that John and Sarah can escape. They have a really cool fight. And again, I love, we didn't speak about this earlier on when they were fighting in the hallway. But I think the fighting between the two is done so well because you understand that these are both machines, for one. You know, physical machines with a lot of strength. They're not fighting like ninjas. It's just like boom, 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 like brute strength. You know, even the smaller one. Yeah,
1: it's all just about Terminator. Yes. You know, it's all just, it's all hits and force that yes. should take you out yes. in one blow. But because they're Terminators, it, it, you know, they're not dying. But every single shot is, you know, very much technical. You can almost feel the fact that mm-hmm. they're scanning each other. Mm-hmm. You that know, sequence like, went. Searching for weak spots.
0: When it grabs the massive thing and ramming it in the face of the T-800, like, boom. I just like wow you feel so sorry for the t-800 because you start seeing like the skin peeling you off do. you know of his face you're like
1: yeah, yeah you're like are you sure you can't yeah right he's though? hurting he's hurting no <laughs> flinching it's just like, like it's this weird. he day. said that they have pain receptors <clears throat> but they can't feel pain the way that we do mm-hmm. but they are aware that they're in pain
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like in the
1: previous movie mm-hmm. it's it's like so weird it's like so can feel that or you can't It
3: that <laughs> sucks.
0: <laughs> like, and, uh, the, the, I'm
1: really hoping that it's just an alarm right. going off and like you're not in actual pain because that looks really
0: painful. The T-1000 um gets the T-1000 traps the T-800's arm in a cog and it keeps going off to Sarah. Sarah, I love this moment again. It's a mother moment. She's like, John, get down there and I'll come after you. As soon as John goes down the shaft, she pushes him away. That's such a great mother moment again where he's like, Mom, no, we're supposed to go together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the T one thousand grabs Sarah and she's like, Call out for John. She's like, No. And he starts poking her arm. Raven, fun fact. And it's a slight spoiler for the movie, but that poke in the arm comes back in the new movie. Remember that sequence where she's like, old injury, the shoulder? Oh wow. There's a sequence of the new movie where she's like, Old injury. This is because when she gets poked in the shoulder by the terminator and this That makes sense. Wow, <laughs> right? Huh. And she's like she's like <laughs> Look at that. Fuck you. And the T eight hundred returns with the arm ripped. They fight again. But again, boom, he gets impaled. In the stomach, lights out. This movie keeps faking us out, man, with the deaths of these Terminators. But I love that sequence. And so now Sarah's looking for John. But that's not Sarah. In real life, it's Linda Hamilton's twin. But in the story, it's actually the T-1000 <laughs> pretending to be Sarah. T-800 awakes. I love that mo- moment right? where T- Sarah's like, wake up. John needs you. John needs you. And so T-800 starts pulling the thing from his chest. Goom and i love that sequence just slowly pulling it out because it's so dramatic i think cameron does a great job of building up build up build up build up yeah and then the real sarah arrives with a shotgun can i tell you this sequence is amazing because the sequence with a shotgun is something i didn't realize until if you remember when we first see the t-1000 and arnold's shooting at him at the mall he shoots him seven times and before the, t- the T-1000 falls on the floor. However, when Sarah's shooting him now, she shoots him six times before he falls Before he falls over. And when she's about to him the seventh time, she runs out of bullets. That's why he doesn't fall over. That continuity that needs seven mm-hmm. shots to fall over is amazing. I just love that Cameron kept something as-, yeah. as simple as that. It's like, wow, that's just so amazing. But then the T-1000 awesome. arrives and helps out. And boom, attacks, knocks him into the, the, they knock him into the thing. And I love that sequence of it morphing into all the images that it used before.
1: Uh, so awesome. So I scary. Like that's like my favorite scene in the movie. You know, what's crazy too, though. Like when he gets like split in half and his body's like half melting <sighs> and all those different face structures. That's all, that's all real too. Those are all doubles. Mm.
2: Yeah. I thought the like, like, think that was CGI. One for like, Same. No. no
1: that's that's real yeah so there's one for every pose kind of so there's one with the lady's face all the way like stretched way up in the air and then the arm in the left like literally every different even the split is, in two like, right different. when
0: it's split in two that's the real... split
1: in two is literally two different people yeah. um controlling it actually yeah. so there's somebody that has their arm in one arm and one body and they're moving the arm independently and then there's somebody else that has their arm in the face part and then mm. they're moving separately. Wow. So it's crazy. Like they're all like puppets and, and mm. crazy shit. But um, I think that's part of the reason it was done so well, you know, because they, they spray painted silver or whatever, but there's certain parts where they just basically did an overlay mm-hmm. in the computer, but the physical uh, structure is,
0: real. but no, it's, it's, yeah,
1: it's just the metallic part that makes it look, you know, the way it does, but it's real.
0: We get into the final moments of the film. This moment always gets me emotionally. Where it's like, yeah, John is like, okay, we destroyed everything. And the Terminator is like, no, we have destroyed all the evidence. And he touches it on his head. It's like, oh, there's a chip in his brain. He has to go too. And John's like, no, you can't, you can't. And in that moment, I love it. It says, I now know why you cry. And I love that moment. It's so beautiful. And then he also says you can't self-terminate. Oh, so, so Sarah has to do it. And as he's going down and John is crying and we hear the music. Na, 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 na. And then the thumbs up at the very end. Oh, oh my goodness.
1: too much.
2: Again, got
0: to get oh, that thumbs too up much. little statuette. That thumbs up. You know.
1: We all got to get one. That thumbs up Now we know for Christmas it. It. for one another. Right.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and
1: all three of us, oh, look at that statue. And
0: then what, what I love about this movie, again, is a lot of sci-fi movie that deals with computers and machines taking over miss the point. Because it all becomes like computers are evil, humans are good, and all that and that's the end of it all. This movie isn't about that. Because there's one line at the end of it when she says,
1: Well, technically humans created the damn machines. So it's not about it's about the humans. And you have to also
0: remember throughout this whole movie, Sarah has no faith in humans. Because she knows she's aware that humans are the reason why we have this. And at the very end she has more hope in, in, in humans. And she even says, for the first time in a while, because if a machine she says because if a machine can learn the value of human life maybe we can too and i love that line Mm. it's such a powerful line Mm. right (laughs) like this machine this machine learned to protect humans and learned that humans are valuable. this machine that was trying to kill us in the first film learned the value of us in the second film and maybe we can too we can learn about our own value as well i just thought brilliant storytelling brilliant absolutely brilliant storytelling uh we're gonna end this film. We're gonna end this podcast now. But before that, I want to mention that this movie won a whole bunch of awards for the visual effects, the effects that we've spoken about throughout this film. And
1: rightfully so. The
0: effects were brilliant, like so good, like absolutely good. And uh, Stan Winston Studios, one who worked on this effect, this um movie as well, and it also got an uh, Oscar nomination for best cinematography by DP Adam Greenberg, which I think is definitely, definitely warranted as well. And this movie would go on. I think it Best Editing as well, right? Nominated, something like that as well. Which is uh-huh. Fantastic editing. Um, yeah. This movie yeah. gone to inspire so many movies, but I don't think many any of those lived up to the hype. Uh, there was subsequent movies that came out in the Terminator franchise of varying degrees, but... Now, those movies don't count as part of canon because the new third film, Terminator Dark Fate, replaces all those. And I think it's actually a solid sequel to these first two films. And if you like the first two films, you should definitely check it out. Uh, before we close off, Raven, do you have any final things to say about the film that we haven't said yet?
1: I think one of the last things I just really appreciate in terms of villain, I feel like, uh, what was his name? Robert Patrick. I feel like Robert Patrick is still one of the best. Oh, still
0: to this day. Of all time, still to it? this day.
1: Just it's still terrifying. I don't understand how such a, a unassuming man could be so terrifying in a movie. Just his facial expression. He's don't. almost like you know. I think he did such a good he's job. He's almost
0: like a predatory cat. Yeah, you don't know what he's way. thinking, yeah. Yeah, but exactly. it's not good.
1: Yeah, exactly. So good, but yeah, I think that's it. Um,
0: he does a good job of like he's thinking, but he's also following programming at the same time.
1: Exactly, like you. Could, it feels like he's scanning, <laughs> you know, and, and it's fully believable that he's a
0: murderous robot from the future.
1: Yeah, I think that's it. You know, everybody's performances were really amazing.
0: Mike, any final thoughts that we haven't mentioned yet?
2: Um, not that I maybe what what haven't I already said about it? I mean, this is something that I'm always gonna look forward to going back to. Yeah, still always will. That's that's to me it's my favorite. Yeah, uh, but then again, I haven't seen the third one yet, so now this actually makes me really want
0: to see this new third film. You know, it's still my favorite. After the third film, but the third film is a very favorite, good sequel. But
1: I really appreciate the third.
0: Yeah, third one's a very good sequel to this film. Like it, it's it it earns the right to be a sequel yeah. to this film.
1: It feels like closure.
0: Mm. And I would I think if you're someone who enjoys the first or second film, and you recently watched the first or second film, if you go into this third one, it flows so nicely. Well, now yeah. this is all fresh, and you know I have to see this as soon as possible. Now you should you should. What do you guys think of the Terminator franchise? Do you love it as much as we do? I've realized that I think Terminator franchise is probably up there with my favorites with Back to the Future. I love it. And I guess I like time travel stuff. But what do you nerdies think? Do you agree or disagree? Let us know. Find us on social media at The Nerdy Bunch. Thank you, Rocket Mike, as always. Thank you, English Dave. Thank you, Raven. Thank you. My name is English Dave. This has been a Back to the Feature on the movie Terminator 2 Judgment Day. And as always, like Arnold would say, I'll be back. But Raven would say,
1: keep it nerdy.
0: Peace.